They say laughter is the best medicine, but you might want to avoid gluten anyway. <laughs> Dialing in with Drew Hayes, a dialysis podcast. We talk about what's ailing us, and then we make jokes about it. Because you have to laugh at yourself, especially when you're me. Hey, welcome to the very first episode of Dialing In with Drew Hayes. I am the titular Drew Hayes. That's me. That's who I am. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, this is a, a new project I've been working on. I'm very excited about it. Get a lot of interest, so I really hope you guys enjoy it. I have a lot of uh, medical issues in my life. I, I am in full renal failure and on dialysis, waiting for a third kidney transplant. And I'm kind of stuck in uh, in a city that I can't really achieve my goals. I can't follow my dreams because there's kind of a cap on what I can accomplish around here. It's not a very big town. I'm from Niagara, Ontario, and I'd like to be somewhere where there's more of a film industry, an entertainment industry, and and I can't do that. So I'm making the best of a bad situation, and I'm going to take something that's a burden on my life and turn it into something that's maybe helpful to someone else or entertaining or just a reason to, to laugh through tough times. That's all I ask. So basically what I'm doing is when I'm doing my dialysis treatments, where I'm kind of stuck in a chair, connected to a machine that's cleaning my blood every other day, I'm gonna invite my funny friends over and have conversations about their health and mine and make light of it, make jokes. Because they say that laughter is the best medicine and I wanna see if that's true. So I'm gonna do my best to try that. So thank you for tuning in on the first episode. It's gonna be a bit different than every other episode because it is the first one. And you don't know much about me, so it's not only about getting to know my guest, it's about getting to know me as well. So what I did was I invited my friend Tyler Shazma. He's a Hamilton comic and filmmaker, and he's he's amazing and he's funny. And he also had a kidney transplant uh, about 12 years ago. So he joined me to talk about dialysis and renal failure and post-transplant and pre-transplant and all this complicated medical jargon that uh, we hopefully didn't get too deep into so people could still follow. It uh, it gets real, it gets emotional, uh, it's kind of sad, but it's still funny too. And a little bit explicit, I will say that, that uh, we talk about our urethras a lot. That happens. It's just two guys... Talking about their dicks and the intricate inner works of the human body that are attached to our dicks, and that's what we did. So, if you were going to show it to to a child, I wouldn't recommend that. Maybe uh, play it in your car when you're alone, so people don't think you're a weirdo. But uh, it is funny, uh, and it is it is very fun, and it is very honest and real. Uh, it's more honest than I think I've ever been in a public forum about my health. So. Uh, so thank you. A little bit of, of, uh, work off the top, a little bit of housekeeping to get, get out of the way. I, I do have a cold right now, so you might notice during the interview that my voice kind of comes and goes and squeaks and cracks and it's very weak and fragile, but that is because I have a lousy immune system. So that happens through most of the winter and cold and flu season. So I apologize for that. That is not my normal voice. My normal voice is usually a little bit manlier. 
A little bit. Not much, but a, slightly. So like, you can tell that, that there's something wrong with me when I speak. Also, we broke the format in the first episode because we did. We had to. I, I normally would be on dialysis during the treatment uh, having these conversations, but I had to stay late at work and I didn't have time to set up the machine because it's, it's a lengthy process and we had a comedy show to get to that night uh, that went really well. Uh, both uh, Tyler Chasma and Jordan Shearer, who you hear on the episode, another Hamilton comic, they both crushed at the Geekery in Niagara Falls, uh, two of the best sets I've ever seen from them. So it was it was a really great crowd, a really fun night. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them to let you know that they're also very, very funny comics and you can check them out around Ontario. Uh, you'll hear more about that during the plug section at the end of the podcast. So yeah, so I wasn't actually on dialysis during this one. I figured if there's any guests that I can skip that part of the podcast with, it's Tyler because he knows what dialysis looks like because he did it. So we didn't try to pretend or lie to you and say I was on dialysis. We broke format almost immediately. I promise the next episode I will actually be on the machine and it'll make, uh, make it much, well, not better. I don't think you'll be able to hear anything, but, uh, you might get some, some updates on my blood pressure, or the, the machine might alarm and make noises and interrupt, or just the general noises that it makes during treatment. So, without further ado, I want to get to my conversation with the very funny Tyler Shazma. We can try this, we can try this out with the dogs in the room. Might have to bring them upstairs if they're being annoying. The big one, this one's mine, Jade. And then the little one that's up on the couch and probably going to make lots of noise is my aunt's dog. And uh, she's, yeah, she just causes problems whenever she walks into the room. She comes down here basically just to take shits and to try to get up on my bed, which is uh, <laughs> something that she fails at regularly and wakes me up because she either jumps and misses or she sits on the ground and whines. And then when I wake up and try to pick her up, she runs away. And that's she likes a good belly rub, though. Yeah, yeah. So you might just just pay attention to her during the podcast. <laughs> I'll pet her. I'll pet her the whole podcast. All right, she'll she'll love that. All right, let's do this. I'm with Tyler Shazma, Hamilton comedian, uh, filmmaker, and fellow kidney transplant recipient. What's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for doing the, the very first episode of Dialing In with Drew Hayes. Well, I like the idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the idea which, uh, a little bit of thanks, has to go to uh, Manolis Zantanos. Right. Because it was partially his idea. He was the one who was like, do do dialysis and then talk to people. So yeah, we the idea was built from there. Yeah, we were sitting the table at Yuckus, yeah. and he said that. And then I was like, you're going to talk about dialysis? I did that once. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's you're the perfect guest for the first one. I figure... Um, since it's the first episode and every episode from here on out, I'm going to be talking to people with, with various illnesses and disabilities and stuff like that. Uh, but for this one, since it's, it's one that we both kind of know a lot about, we, we can, uh, sort of interview each other. So like when I ask the question, we can both kind of answer it so that people get to know me as well as you in yeah. this first episode. I hope it just doesn't get too like medical nerdy or it, just like it, it might. talking about creatinine levels and yeah, stuff yeah. that people don't know. What well, we're talking uh, about. Uh, fellow Hamilton comic Jordan Shear is is in the room. He doesn't have a mic, but he's he's over there um playing with dogs. Don't and you dare say a word. <laughs> <laughs> if we get too uh boring, just let us know. <laughs> he uh the Tyler and Jordan came out tonight because uh they're performing at the uh Talk Nerdy to Me night at the Geekery that I host every month. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, that show already happened, so you missed it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good show. 
Tyler Shazma crushed. Jordan, not not his best set. <laughs> he he could have done better. <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to I want to try something kind of to start this up. Full full disclosure for this episode, I'm not actually on dialysis because uh, I had to stay late at work. And uh, one of the benefits of doing dialysis at home is you can do it whenever the hell you want to. Yeah. How often are you doing it? I'm doing it every other night. I usually do it uh, late and then go to sleep and just sleep through the night on it. Oh, uh, like hook it up, go to yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, How many hours do you have to do? Uh, right now I'm doing six and a half to seven, oh. which I don't need to do that much. I'm just, the more I do, the better I feel. So since I'm doing should it while we, I sleep. Should we explain what dialysis is? Yeah, that's is. what I want to that? get at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, my kidneys don't work. I'm waiting for a kidney transplant. It will be my third kidney transplant that I've had. Um, Tyler, when was yours? August 2005. Okay, so you've been living with your transplant for a long time. 11 years. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, uh, so basically what a dialysis machine does is it it cleans your blood. It does all the work a kidney would do. It pulls out your blood and it cleans it, runs it through a filter, and then puts it back into you, as well as uh, takes off fluids because when your kidneys don't work, you don't create urine. So when you drink, everything stays on you until you do dialysis. There's some cases where, uh, where that's different. When you were on dialysis, did you pee still? Yes. Yeah. Not I, a lot. Yeah. When I once in a while. The first time I was on dialysis, I still made all like 100%. I still peed. It was fine. Uh, the second time, when my transplant kidney failed, it uh, really fucked me up because it just doesn't create urine anymore. So I just don't go until I'm on the machine. You go when you're on the machine. Well, no. It it pulls it the pulls fluids it out, off. Yeah. Like it takes your blood out and it pulls the fluids out and it filters that in, and puts it back into your body. So it's um. So yeah, my, I uh, I had a friend uh, that every time he got drunk, he would he would pee the bed like every time, even if he had like just a little bit of a buzz, he would pee the bed. It was just like inevitable. Right. And uh, we were out one time, and he he hooked up with this girl, and uh, we didn't see him for the rest of the night. He came home the next day, and then uh, my girlfriend at the time ran into that girl about a week later, and uh, she was like, "Oh, how was your night? I saw you went home." And he's like, and she's like, "I think he." I think he peed my bed. And, and that was like how my girlfriend found out that my friend peed the bed was that he peed on this girl that he hooked <laughs> up with. And uh, my girlfriend was like, if you ever pissed my bed, I would be so furious with you. And I was just like, if I ever pissed your bed, like a miracle just happened. We're celebrating. Like we're getting up and dancing. I just pissed. Like, come on. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. That was, so you're not peeing at all right No, now. not at all. No. Uh, it's very... Very inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> it means I have to monitor everything I drink. I can only drink a certain amount of liters per day between treatments and stuff like that. It's oh, really? The, it, you can only drink a yeah. certain amount? Yeah. Uh, dialysis was a lot easier when I was doing, was still making fluids. It's so much harder this time around. It, like, Is your body retaining fluid at all? Are your yeah, ankles yeah, puffing yeah. up it's, and shit? It's not usually my ankles. It's usually uh, either my cheeks or like my chest. What like about I your get nuts? My no, my nuts are not. They're staying the same shriveled old nuts that they always were. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mine really swelled up after my transplant. Your nuts did? Yeah. Okay. I got. I had a huge testicle. After Is that a hernia? No, it was a hydrocele. <laughs> It was another place. So you're not kidding. You really just got one big nut after this thing. Yeah, like because <laughs> my body needed a place to retain some fluid, and your nuts have like a sack of water around them. A it's called seal. semen. No, it's, it's not water. Hy- it's a hydrocele. <laughs> it's water. So my body retained fluid into my nut for a while, and then I had to get it drained twice. 
So they put a big needle in your ball? No, I figured they did it with one of those old orange juice juicers that your grandmother used to use. <laughs> and then it came back. It just filled up again. I had to get it drained a second time. And it's been good now. And I'm and my ankles are good. Like, I can keep track of my fluid. I drink a lot of water, but my so kidney that's works. that's the worst part is that my the way my, my renal failure originally hit me is that it... Uh, my kidneys used to flush water through, so I was dehydrated all the time. So I got yeah. used to drinking tons and tons of water. And then they're like, no, don't don't drink anymore. And it's just like complete lifestyle change where I'm like, now I have to watch my fluids. Because if it were up to me, I would just be drinking like water constantly. That's like what I nonstop. Do. Like I love water. I love water <laughs> so much. You appreciate water a lot more when it's being yep. sucked out of you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When it's being sucked but out your nutsack. Stay hydrated, man. <laughs> yeah, stay I, hydrated. I'm so blown away by this, <laughs> this holding fluids in your balls. Like I did not know that that was an option. Yeah. That's like how how big did it like compare it to like a sports it, ball? It became like the size of a beer can. Are you serious? Like a tall boy. It was like bigger than my fist at one point. I got a really good picture of it. I I don't want to see it. I don't. Have, I didn't bring it for you today. But <laughs> it's it was heavy too. It weighed me down. It weighed me down. It was like goddamn kettlebell on my pants. Did you? My uh, thigh muscles look like the flying buttresses <laughs> of a bridge. They're strong. Do you do you brag about it? Do you use it to your advantage? I don't. I don't think girls are really into big balls though. Like, no. that's not a bragging point. No, like some girls like when it hits up against their butthole, but. Now I just got a lot of nut skin, whole okay. lot of nut skin. Right. You have like a joke a about your your stand up in your stand up set about your your abundance of nut skin and my, about my big ball. I have about you do uh, eight minutes on my big ball. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that tonight. Please do. I really hope you do. Uh, um, so is that the the most that you've ever added um, to your stand up about your health, or have you made like kidney jokes um, sometimes? I don't. I don't have any kidney jokes yet. I always felt like I'm wasn't ready to really talk about it or couldn't make it funny yet. Uh, kidney failure's funny, but you need the right people to be around for it to be funny. I do do a joke about catheters, and I'm starting to write more about just spending a lot of time in the hospital. Yeah. Spending a lot of time in the hospital when you're younger, like, your shit's been going on your whole life, Yeah, right? I was born with it. Yeah. So you've been in the ho- in and out of the hospital. Yep, pretty much my whole life. I spent yeah. the majority of the first four years of my life in hospital. Wow. Yeah. See, I wasn't like that. I was pretty. I should have been probably. Yeah. <laughs> they said my kidneys were deteriorating from birth, and I never got a real cause of my kidney failure. I said it could have been a different, like, couple different things. Small kidneys when I was born, or but they'd been deteriorating since birth. But I didn't know. And How then, old were you when it started? Like when you were when you found out about it, rather. Like a day before I was about to die. Oh, <laughs> well, at least they caught it that day, not the next day. No, like I let it go too far without going to the hospital. And I think I was at a point where I was just sleeping all the time, drinking as much water and not pissing. Yeah. And my parents were like, something's wrong. <laughs> how old were you? 15. 15? Yeah. 16. And how long were you on dialysis for? I was only on dialysis for seven months. Oh, you're lucky. I had a quick fucking turnaround, man. I have been on dialysis for a total of about eight and a half years of my 28 what? years on Earth. Yeah. A full eight and a half yeah. years? My life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I'm doing this, so I can I make know. something out of I it. I know. <laughs> and, uh, fuck, that sucks, because I did it for seven months, and it sucked. Yeah. 
But yeah, I didn't find out about it. I thought I was just a normal, lazy fucking teenager that didn't give a well, shit. Well, you probably about were anything. that too. You like it was probably a combination of both things. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, my creatinine level when they, my creatinine level was like eight thousand. That is high. It's I've like, I I have had high numbers and I don't think I've ever seen that high. Like the highest I hit was like two thousand something. I think it was eight or five. It might have been five thousand. This was ten years ago. Yeah, five thousand. I'd say that. Um, and like your regular creatinine level in your body is supposed to be anywhere from eighty to yeah. like one hundred twenty. Yep. That's when you feel good. Now I hit like ninety every time I go. Really? Ahead. When but I when I was in uh, like when when I was in recovery after my transplants, I typically sailed around the one hundred mark. Which yeah. Is, which was good. That's for always that's yeah, good. That's yeah. great for. I'm usually like around the hundred mark. Yeah. Too. Anywhere ninety to hundred. But yeah, my creatinine was through the fucking roof, and they're like, "This kid should be on dialysis like tonight, yeah, like right now." <laughs> That's what happened to me when my uh, when my second transplant failed. The most recent one it was like three and a half years ago. Uh, I thought I had a flu. Like I honestly thought I had like a stomach flu because I was just puking a lot, and uh, I wasn't peeing as much. But I assumed it was because everything I drank, I was immediately puking up. So I didn't think anything of it. Uh, so I was sick for like three or four days, maybe even a week. Went to the hospital and they were like, "Your creatinine is in the 2000s. We need to get you on dialysis right now." Yeah, and then, uh, that's crazy. They put me on like this chemo drug because they thought they could save the kidney at that point. It with like huge blasts of just like poisons and and uh, immune system suppression. And yeah. uh, by that point, it was it was gone. I had uh, what's called an acute rejection. So normally, if a rejection happens, it's over time and they catch it and they can stop it. Right. Uh, mine just happened so fast. It was like the, my immune system decided it didn't want that kidney in me anymore and just yeah, fucking that killed was it. was the rejection of your first kidney. No, my second kidney. Right. Uh, my first kidney, the problem with that one was the same thing that, uh, that killed my kidneys when I was a, a fetus, essentially, uh, is the same thing. It just happened again because they didn't fix the problem. They just fixed the kidney. And then the same thing happened again. Uh, yeah, mine was caused by um, something called hydronephrosis, where when I was in the womb, uh, I wasn't peeing because uh, uh, posterior urethral valves is what it's called. So basically, these little things that connect your kidney to your bladder were yep. all clogged up, and um, I just wasn't peeing. So my bladder filled up, and uh, once the bladder filled up, it backed up into the kidneys and dis- damaged all the kidneys, right. and then my bladder, like, popped like a yeah. balloon and uh that's how i was born and that that's why they think uh kids that piss the bed off didn't might get kidney failure that could be yeah. a cause too that's why they go in and they do they the bladder back, stretch they thing they back go up in through the bladder stretch so, yeah, yeah how many tubes have you had in your dick man i thought Ooh, i was bad hundreds <laughs> hundreds of tubes in my dick it's the worst it, it, it doesn't get better it, <laughs> i will say this eventually it gets better no it doesn't it does when you're doing urethra so stretched out <laughs> That would uh, I piss it sounds like a bag of marbles. <laughs> I wanted to uh to do a counter of every time we use the word urethra. I just thought that was gonna be kinda of word of the day. Just yeah, urethra. Yeah. It's a fun one. I could put a pinky comfortably in my urethra. <laughs> um, well And I prefer it. Yeah, that's something you're See, into. See that's what I'm into. Like, yeah. A lot well, of Well that's my, lucky then. Uh, you could probably um you can probably relate to this. A lot of my early sexual experiences were in a hospital. Really? <laughs> not not with women, but with creepy old doctors touching my penis. Yeah, well, what I always joke around and say that uh, about 95% of the people that have touched my penis are either uh, 
men or like doc male doctors or ultrasound techs. Because oh, when when you have a, uh, so you get a nice ultrasound oh, tech out of college, just fresh. Recently, fresh ultrasound uh, tech uh, out. Of <laughs> ultrasound tech became the newest hot girl career about two or three years yeah. ago. Where right suddenly, when my balls were huge. Yeah, where <laughs> suddenly all of the uh, all of the uh, the the ultrasound techs were like. 21, 22-year-old women, like, because it, it became, like, a program that you could take yeah. that took, like, a year and a half, and then you're making, like, tons of money right out of college. So all these girls started doing it. And I noticed that a couple and years And now ago. it's, it, which is particularly uncomfortable because when you're someone who has problems with your kidneys and your bladders, a lot of your ultrasounds are happening just kind of right around your junk. And they're, like, moving it out of the way oh, to yeah. get to the right angle, and, they're, and you're just, like, thinking about baseball the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, no, I went through a phase when I was like, like right after my transplant, or even in the transplant workup, I hadn't been with a lady yet in life. Cause I was like 16, so I was like, I would get hard for female nurses. Yeah. yeah. Not willingly. No, it's that's it's why I have that jerk that joke about jerking off into a catheter because yeah. I got a boner with a cat. You ever get a boner oh, with hurts. a catheter? It hurts. It just starts creeping up yeah, like yeah. a fucking caterpillar <laughs> trying to swallow a straw. <laughs> just like no. I was uh, in the hospital and all my buddies brought me like a whole like dresser drawer full of porn. Uh, like I got a tube like stuck in my dick right now. I'm 16 year old, 16 years old. You can't even bring me porn to a hospital. When I was 18 or 19, uh, it was right before. I guess. No, oh, I would have been older than that. I would have been 20 or 21 because it was right before my 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 first transplant failed. When they were trying to save it, uh, they put in a catheter, like a permanent one that just stayed in yeah. all the time. And then just connected to a bag on my leg. So I was like 20 years old. And I was walking around with a bag of piss connected to me all the time. Oh, and uh, when you're like 20 years old and in college and you're peeing in a bag constantly and all you want to do is fuck everything in sight and you can't, it's uh, Dude, that's rough. miserable. I'm glad I got in and out. I was like, I found out I had kidney failure January 14th and I had a fucking living related transplant by August. Yeah, and it was, was in recovery. Who was the the, the relative? My dad. My does, father, does he hold it over your head now? Man. No, he's pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't like like clean he, your room. I don't want like to. I, I, I saved like your life, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it is it is weird. Like my and then I snapped right back. My kidney's fucking fine. Yeah, I've never had a bad checkup. I've never had any problems. Knock on wood. I feel like I'm fine now. I take my meds pretty regularly. That's good. My immunosuppressants. Are you on low enough doses that you don't really have to worry about every cold bug in the world? Yeah, I don't get sick too often. I do. My my doses are pretty low. I do miss them from time to time, but I, like, freak out about that sometimes if I miss my pills a day or two. And then I'm like, wait a minute, they're just suppressing my immune system. They're actually keeping my kidney going. That's Mm -hmm. keeping itself going just Mm -hmm. from drinking water and being a good yeah organ. exactly well my immune system is a real son of a bitch it lets in every cold and flu bug but it kills every kidney i put in there so That's it's not really unfortunate yeah no i've been lucky that way like i've moved very quickly through the whole process everything we did matched up like right away That's good with me and my dad what? now have your transplants been living related or all uh, donor my first one was my mom deceased my first one was my mom and they started doing that one 
I started prepping for that when I was about 16, and I was sick my whole life, but I was well enough that I didn't need it, and they wanted to put it off like as long as they possibly could, and I wasn't actually on dialysis because I had enough function to keep going. And uh, So from one like birth to 16, you had enough function to keep going? I had enough function until I was 19, actually. Okay. Because I, uh, I went to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto for, for all 18 years, and then when I turned 18, uh, they sent me over to St. Joe's in Hamilton, and uh, at that point, they started redoing everything. Even though they had already done all the tests with my mom at SickKids, they had to redo everything with their own doctors and everything. So we started the process over again when I turned oh, 18. Really? And then uh, when I was 19, I had my first transplant from my mom. And they basically said, had they not been doing the transplant that week, because they actually scheduled it like six months ahead of time. The, I was really, really sick like the last two or three weeks leading up to it. And they're like, had we not been doing this transplant this week, you'd probably be on dialysis right now because... They let it get to, like, well, not that they let it get to that point. It just happened that it, we just made it. Right. And then um, that kidney failed because, like I said, they the, the same problem happened where my kidneys were flushing through water and backed up into the bladder again. Yeah, that was your first one. Yes. So your mom's failed. Yes, that was my mom's. Do you, and get, then, do you ever get mad at her? Yeah, I yelled at her all the time. I'm like, you're useless <laughs> fucking kidney. Like, what, what were you even thinking? Like, give or me the other one. she get mad at you that you let it fail? No, she doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> she she tried to give me the other one, and the doctor was like, "No, you'll die." You and she's like, one. "No, give it to him. I, it's fine. It's fine." See, I always feel if mine fails, my dad's gonna be upset at me. Like I failed. I him. was worried about that. <laughs> I was genuinely worried that my I've mom got was gonna be years, mad. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was genuinely worried that that uh, she was gonna be upset that I let her kidney die. It was just so, felt but like such a waste. Really you. It's not really you. No, no, it's exactly. your shitty body. Yeah, exactly. The dog just laid right on the podcast recorder. Check to make sure we're still going. We are. Continue belly rubs. Because, like, yeah, right now, like, that's always in the back of my head. Like, I got to keep this thing yeah. alive. I can't let it fail. So then I fail my father. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> um, my second one was from a deceased donor. Yeah. Um, How long were you waiting for that? Five years. I was on dialysis for five years. Five from the, straight years. From the point that it died to the point that I start that I started back again, and, and it now lasts. That was hemodialysis in the hospital. Yeah, go I used sit to go down to, with I, all the old dudes. Yeah, yeah. I would go to Welland every day and sit high with. Fives. Yeah, we'd watch the Food Network and <laughs> just hang out and and uh, uh, they would give me uh, the one lady used to bring me magazines because because yeah. she knew I watched the Food Network while I was there, yeah. so she'd bring me all these cooking magazines, and I'm just like I'm not really that into cooking. <laughs> But at this time of day, there's nothing else on, so you have to watch the Food okay. Network. Now you've uh, you've always done hemodialysis. We should yeah. say there's like two types. Yeah, of there's hemodialysis and there's peritoneal dialysis, which is what you did. Which is what which I is did. something I know literally nothing about. So they they weren't ever able to do peritoneal with me. Why? Because you're uh, my stomach's all cut to shit cal- because of all yeah. my bladder issues as well. Yeah, so yeah, it just fill everything up. Yeah, there's too much damage to my. Stomach I to th- actually. I think put that's it in. the only reason. There's probably more reasons not to go with heat or uh, with peritoneal dialysis. Um, the big seller on that was that you could do it at home because mm. I don't think they had the no home the hemo, hemo home hemo was new. Yeah. They only just started doing that in Niagara uh, three or four years ago. I got on board on yeah. that as soon as I could because I love doing that because then I just do it whenever I feel yeah. like it and instead still, of the same. Still, like the machine's. Pretty big. It's smaller than the ones I remember seeing at the hospital, mm. and I never did hemo. They took me to show me it, obviously, but I never did hemodialysis. I did yeah. peritoneal the whole time, which is like I had a peritoneal catheter, just a tube right there. Yeah. It was my side, and I hooked up to a machine like the size of like a computer printer pretty much every yeah. night, and then it had two or three big bags of fluid, and it never... 
it never actually takes the blood out. This actually takes the blood. Yeah, yeah. Emo takes the blood yeah, out can, and circles yeah. it through and exactly. does everything and puts it back in. This would just fill me up with like liters of fluid in my stomach and let it sit for like an hour and then drain it. And then so what it's doing is it's still pulling all the toxins out of your blood. It's just filling you up with this chemical. The chemical pulls all the toxins out. Then it drains. We had a drain line going right from my bedroom into the bathroom into the toilet. So yeah. every hour it would drain yeah. and fill me back up and then drain. And See, fill mine, me back up and then the drain. entire drainage system thing is in my closet. So it's all like hidden back there. They just ran the plumbing right into my room. Oh, it goes right to your plumbing. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. We just had to run a tube through the toilet to drain. Uh, and I would do it for eight hours a night. So I would hook it up, fall asleep. The only thing that would suck is if like the tube gets all weird on the inside, it would lean against my rectum. And then when it would drain, it would, like, pull on my rectum from the inside. And it just, like, felt like someone was just grabbing me by the asshole and pulling me inside <laughs> from the inside. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds awful. It's all awful. Yeah, it's all <laughs> very awful. This is just an awful conversation. But it is a good excuse for not going to high school the next morning. Oh, I couldn't get off my dialysis machine and I missed the bus. Yeah. Great excuse. I bet you you've used that excuse your whole life. I've used it to get out of a lot of things. I was never on dialysis at the same time I was in... I was in college while I was on dialysis, yeah. but I was never in yeah. high school at the same time. Uh, but I used it to get out of work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I... Because I there's days like... There's days I get off the machine and I feel fine and I carry on with my day and you barely know anything's wrong. And then there's days where it just kills me. Yeah, it drains you. Yeah, the, those are usually the days where I take off too much fluid because then you dehydrate yourself and yeah, you get like the leg cramps like a pregnant lady. Yeah, I get leg cramps still a lot. I know when I'm dehydrated when I get the leg cramps and stuff. And I live by staying hydrated. I drink so much water. I got a tattoo on my fucking arm. Stay hydrated, man. Oh, that's awesome. I did not know you that. You see that? Yeah, that's sick. Everybody thinks it's just a funny tattoo, but there's a lot more to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my face in a water droplet that says stay hydrated. Sure does. Because um, you got it. You got to stay hydrated. That's what this is all about. I can usually tell you uh, what my blood pressure is based on how I feel. Because yeah. the level of like my hydration, my blood pressure fluctuates. So if I have too much fluids on me. My blood pressure skyrockets, and I get really bad headaches. And if I have too much fluids taken off of me and I'm dehydrated, it plummets, and then I feel, like, dizzy, and I, like, pass out all the time. So I can literally just be, like, based on how I feel, I can be like, yeah, hey, I'm sitting at about 90 over 60 right now. Like, Oh, I can't do that. I don't even know how blood pressure works, and I've done it so many times. <laughs> I just write the numbers down and tell them what it says. I'm yeah. good, I think, for the most part. Yeah, I'm like, I haven't had any real complications since then. That's like, good. Other than the big nut, and I got I had shingles. Ooh, that's like a, a, like an adult chicken pox. That's like thing. an old man chicken pox. It's like flesh eating disease. It's gross. Just ripped my whole leg apart. I could barely walk. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was weird. But other than that, like I've been pretty good. Uh, do you do you drink booze? Where are you with booze? I'm trying to get off the booze because I know the last ten years of drinking booze wasn't a good idea. Yeah, but I, I did um, it because I was a dumb fucking kid, and I, I drank drink a lot. Maybe once a week, but I don't get drunk really. I'll just have like a glass of wine with dinner or yeah, something like I that. I hate it. I hate getting drunk and yeah. feeling sick. Yeah, you feel so 
like you think a hangover is bad? Try having a hangover with one barely functioning kitty, or with you yeah. with no functioning well, kitty. Well, the nice part <laughs> is that uh, there's a machine in my closet right now that when I hook myself up to it, it's a hangover cure. That just now did they not tell you not to drink on the houses? I couldn't drink on the houses, but I was also 17, so they yeah, that's true. Didn't want me to drink. That's on why. The um, I I don't drink enough to actually make uh, make it an issue. I think, and when, once I like when when I have a transplanted kidney, I don't drink at all. Once I like got my kidney transplant, I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, I was uh, the other way. Once my, I got my, my transplanted kidney, I was like, and plus it was my dad's, and he's a bit of a drinker, so I was like, I gotta keep this. So thing he's been going. practicing, like it's <laughs> it's uh, it's used to it. Yeah, if I don't get a couple OVs in this thing, it's gonna go down. <laughs> but now I'm trying to cut back because I want to keep this kidney yeah, as long as I can. Yeah, a good idea. I would like to fucking break some records with this one, and I got a good shot because I got it when I was young. Yeah, and you're already pretty like 12 years. 12 years, years is good. A lot of people do 30, 40. Yeah. You can do 40 on one. Mm-hmm. I think I can do. I hope I can do 40. I have to make my next one last 40 because after three transplants, I don't think they'd give me is, another is one. Is three the number? I think it is. I think I'm pretty much done there? after that. Yeah. There's so. not a lot of room. They keep them in every time too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Uh, mine were, uh, my my last transplant was removed, the, the one that most recently died oh, they because it, it was causing me discomfort. Uh, I don't exactly understand why, but it was. It was hurting me. It was making me sick. Uh, so that one is gone, but yeah. my mom's is still sitting in there. It's been sitting in yeah. there for my, <laughs> almost my, a decade. My two old ones are in there. They just unhook them, and I think they shrivel See, up. See, what happens, that's actually what caused my first kidney to fail, is when you get a kidney transplant, they don't take your old ones out because there's actually like a spot in the front of you that is just like made for spare parts. Like, yeah, your kidney transplanted kidneys are on your like in your belly. Yeah, uh, like right above your groin, not actually in your back, like your your normal kidneys are. So when they put those in, they leave your normal kidneys in, and your normal your old kidneys, your native kidneys will eventually shrivel up. They'll stop being used, and they'll just they'll just die. Your yeah. body is smart enough to know that this new kidney's taken over, and they'll just like fuck off. But mine didn't, which they didn't catch on to until it was too late. So basically. When I was drinking, rather than all of the water I was drinking going straight through my new kidney and turning into urine, about half of it was, and the other half of it was going through my old kidneys. It was just flushing them through and making salt water, which was dehydrating uh, yeah, me and causing me to drink sick. so much water, which flooded the other kidney and killed it. Yeah. So when they did my second transplant, they took out one of my native kidneys, and it was fine after that. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I always tell people that I, I have three kidneys. At one point I had th- I had uh uh three kidneys and each one was from someone different. That's crazy. Like I had my native <laughs> kidney and then each of my transplant kidneys. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And now I have one native kidney and one transplant kidney. Because they took your mom's out too. No my mom's no, is in mom's there. Is yeah in there. my mom's in there they took they out took the, the other one. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> it's just it's so weird. So there was one thing I wanted to do off the top, and I completely forgot to do it. And it doesn't fully apply here, because like I said, I'm not actually on the machine this time normally. Normally, I'll actually be on dialysis while we're having these conversations. And going to uh, be interesting. Yeah. Your, your guests are going to be like, what's going on? Yeah, and, and the, other, the <laughs> other thing I will happen with that is one of my arms will be out of use. Yeah, I have a fistula on my arm, which is basically they attach an artery to a vein and it widens the vein so that they can draw blood at faster speeds. So that arm will have needles in it running to the machine, so I won't be able to use that arm. So um, if my blood pressure goes off every hour, I'm going to have to take pauses to (laughs) check my blood pressure every hour or so, depending on how it times out on the machine. Um, 
<clears throat> but uh, one thing I want to do, because uh, when I'm doing that, I'm in a very vulnerable state. You can literally see my blood. It's on the outside of my body, right? So it's, it's um, something that I'm only recently become comfortable with, because the first time uh, anyone ever came to watch me do dialysis was when I was still doing it at the unit and my friend Andy came to hang out while I was on the machine yeah. and I almost died <laughs> like yeah. just during that treatment I got really really sick and they like rushed me to the hospital so it's um something I've always been like oh I don't want people there in case something happens I don't want people seeing me like that I've been very yeah, I get that. very like uh shell like trying to keep that side of me away from people which is a big reason why I wanted to do this podcast is to be more open well yeah I had no idea it's like I think we were standing outside after a show one time yeah you, you mentioned something I was like what you yeah. got the scar too yeah <laughs> mine mine is nice because I have the the uh the the bladder augmentation scar, which is right down the center, yeah. and then I have two transplant scars going each way. So I have like a built-in like mm-hmm. the man the legend shirt yeah. on my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> I got just got an arrow pointing yeah, down. Nice, those nice chest V's. Yeah, yeah. Except mine is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. See, I got the one, and then I got a bunch of holes everywhere. I got yeah, I've got little holes here. too. Holes over here. Little holes from random tubes. Little holes over here. Yep. Yep. I got a I got a neck scar from when I had a, 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 a thyroid surgery because my kidneys made my my uh, phosphates and stuff go all out of whack so they had to do that and that was the only scar I wanted to stay and it just <laughs> faded I was like I wanted a badass neck scar and that thing just disappeared yeah yeah uh, but anyway what I wanted to do at the at the top was because I would normally be in such a vulnerable um, situation I want to uh, knock my guest down to, to my level so that you're also sort of vulnerable I'm so, always vulnerable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I came up with a question, and I just, uh, and it's just like uh, each episode, I kind of want to have like a deeply personal question, just to kind of start things off. And the nice part is, is if you answer it, you can help me pick the one for the next guest. Okay. So I'm pretty open book. Yeah. So, so this is just <laughs> I told you about how wide my urethra. Is. That's true. That's <laughs> we're already pretty open. That's why I wanted to do this off the top, but I'm going to add it in anyway, and we'll see how it goes. But the one I came up with is, uh, what's the most desperate thing you've ever done when you were not financially stable, either for a meal or to get your rent? I, I've. Uh, Oh, for a meal or to get my rent. I was going to say I've been smoking roach joints for a good month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) So that's right now, currently. (laughs) Yeah, currently. Oh, the life of a stand-up comic. Uh, The most desperate thing I've done for money. I've never sucked a dick. (laughs) Yeah, right. For money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I've been like the king of odd jobs. I... uh, I shoveled shit for a buddy. Uh, he had two massive dogs, and in the springtime, his backyard would just be covered in dog shit. He he would just do it like once a year. Once a year, like, I have to do it like once a week with my dog, and it's still like in the a winter. Huge he would let it go all winter. They'd just open the door, and let the dogs go out, and then I literally like would get a box the size of this ottoman full of fucking dog shit. <laughs> I'd be out there just gagging and picking up dog shit. And he'd give me like sixty bucks. <laughs> if I did that, my entire backyard would just be like I shit. Think, I just no more grass. It. Yeah, it was like that. It was all shit. <laughs> and then I would have to go over there, and I did it two years in a row. Two years, I was really bad. I was living out in Otterville, just depressed and fucking not good. And I, I'd go to my buddy's place and I'd pick up his shit. Well, his dog's shit. His not, dog. Not his and, well, shit. some of it might have been his. It's true. 
I don't know. So I'd say that's probably like the weirdest thing I've done for money in the last couple of years that I can think of. Yeah. And then smoking roach joints that Ferd gives me. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that desperate enough? Clearly, yeah, that works. Shit? That would have worked way better there, if, there's, if there's I remembered a, to do it earlier in the show. There's a picture of all the shit. That's a lot of shit. It's a big box of shit. It's a big box of shit. Um, yeah, but somebody's got to pick up dog shit. Um, where are your where are your doctors? Are you out of Hamilton? Uh, no, I did all my shit out of London University Hospital. Oh yeah, you only just moved to Hamilton, right? Like a year I ago. I moved to Hamilton uh, in September, but oh. I before that I was living out in the middle of nowhere, in between Hamilton and London, and driving around doing stand up. And before that, I lived in Toronto, but I grew up in a small town called Burgessville. So the closest major hospital was London University Hospital in London great team of doctors there great nef- nephrology clinic there yeah uh, I go every six months now I was supposed to go on Monday but I slept in oh. so I thought I'd have like a good clean yeah. bill of health to give you and I would know but I I'm not I'm going on Monday to clinic but I feel fine I think I'm good I think I would know like you know when your kidneys yeah. are failing yeah you'd think so you'd I'm I'm peeing good. I'm not retaining any fluid on my ankles or anything. I'm still energetic. I'm not sleeping every day. I can confirm Tyler peed immediately before we we finished this. Take a little poop. Too. I'm, I, oh, did you? Well, yeah, thank you for christening my bathroom. I, it's not like I was in there watching him pee, but I mean, I did pee before this, and I, my pee's been good, good color. Is it yellow or is it clear? It's a little yellowy, it's, or between clear and yellow. It, it fucks you up the first time you see it, and it's like clear. You're like, what's going on? Like, no, clear's good. Well, when it's super clear, like when you're not, like the way I was after my transplant, when I was uh, uh, not uh, making much pee and I was just flushing through salt water, right. my piss was like water. Like it didn't smell, it was literally water. I get that sometimes. Yeah. I get real watery piss. <laughs> I get real watery semen too. My cums, I've been producing more cum than I've ever produced ever lately. And it's really. What do you think's causing that? Sex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just uh, but the cup feels a little watery. I don't know. Maybe I broke something between my bladder and my. Maybe your balls are filling up with water again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, there's something I was gonna ask you about <coughs> kidneys. Uh, yeah. Like, what? Were you ever in pain? Like, like currently? I, like when your kidneys failed? You ever feel like side pain or? Um, sometimes I get, I'll get a little pain and then I'll get worried, but then I think I'm just twisted wrong or something. I get pain in my kidneys, not anymore now that they're completely failed because they're just not doing anything in there. Yeah. But uh, even when I was a kid, especially before I had any transplants, uh, when I would get infections, if I would get a bladder infection, a kidney infection, yeah. it would hurt like crazy in my back. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm dehydrated, I can feel it. And yeah, and that yeah, I can feel that. That that's typically not pain though. That's usually just like like weakness. I just feel yeah, just physically weak. weak. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when it when my blood pressure is high because I've got too much fluids on, I get really really bad headaches, like the worst headaches you could possibly imagine, to the point that I'm like crippled by it. I'm in the room in like I can't leave a dark room. I'm just sitting in the dark alone, probably crying, holding my head. Shit. Yeah. That's that's rough. Try not to bum people out with this podcast. I think it's going to be a bit of a bummer sometimes, <laughs> but I, I like that's the the whole thing with this is that the reason I'm not very open about it 
is because it bombs people out. It does kind of bump people up, but then another side of it's like, well, you're fighting. Yeah, you're trying exactly. To get it That's done. like you could just give up and let your kidneys fail and die. That's a crazy thing too. He's like, you actually need. We well, only need one functioning kidney. Yeah, but you need it. Yeah, like, it controls so many things that I wasn't aware of before. Mm-hmm. Like everything, temperature. Like I get cold all the time. Mm-hmm. You get cold? Oh, constantly. I'm always cold. Yeah. Temperature regulates temperature. Fucking toxins in your blood. Everything. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm always the thing that I don't like about telling people that I'm sick is when they find out I'm sick. The first thing they do is they, they look at you different. It's like even if they don't mean to, people look at you different, and I hate that look. I can't stand it. Like it's gotten to the point where I don't even like going to family functions anymore because I walk in the room and everyone's like, "Oh, Drew's here." And now we all have to ask him how he's feeling. Yeah. See, I hated that. Yeah. He asked how I was feeling. Yeah, I how absolutely. Are, hate I just fine. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you just keep saying the same thing. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But really, you're not. You feel like shit constantly. Yeah. And people don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. People don't want to hear that. But the the reason I want to do this is to get people to realize that like yes I feel like shit yes this is a bad scenario but I'm making the best of it I'm able to find humor in it I'm able to be to laugh about it you know what I mean like that's what I want to do because I think that you should be able to laugh at yourself you should be able to laugh at yeah the, at well, the things just, wrong with you we just put toxins in our body anyway it's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you you're just this this is what I've been thinking about lately like, the sooner you realize that your body's just rotting from your brain down. It's just rot and gonna die at some point, some quicker than others. But if you keep your brain going good, the rest underneath of it could just rot. <laughs> well, preferably, I'd rather it not rot. You know, but well, it is. It's rotting. Yeah, you're. We're, we're all slowly dying. Yeah. Some of us faster than some others. Some of us faster, way faster <laughs> yeah. than others. And like. That's the other thing I think of all that. Like, I'm not even supposed to really be here right Same. now. Same. I should have died I should have as checked a, out a long time. I should have died as a baby. It. I shouldn't have made it out of the hospital. hundred years ago, you're done. Yeah. You're yeah. I, I, you know how often I think about that? How, like, lucky I am to be born in this age? Yeah. Which is, like, that's why I get so pissed off at, like, like even, like, the, the whole, like, vaccine argument. I don't want to get into this. But I get so mad at people like that because it's like we live in this amazing medical age and you want to go back to, like, the way things were when the death rate was so high and, like, like just... Yeah, no, we need medical technology. That's yeah. where most of our technology should be going is yeah. medical. Modern and medicine is pharmaceutical, amazing. but, like, you got a fucking machine in your closet that filters your blood. That's yeah. pretty rad. Yeah. And... Have they come any further? Like, I haven't been around the world much in the last 10 years in terms of being, like, into what they're doing. I show up, they take my blood, they take some piss, and they tell me I'm good, and then I go home. And then I'm on every six months now. I don't have to go back for six months after they say I'm good. So I don't really pay attention much. But we should be able to get to a point where guys like you could just get an artificial kidney. That's That's what I... I've had this conversation with my doctor... Have you? And he he is less enthused about that. Is he? He's a little bit of a purist, I think, and he, he doesn't think that that's... It, it might come eventually, but he doesn't think it's as soon as everyone thinks it is. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're 3D printing kidneys now. It's like, yeah, but they don't work. Yeah. Like, they're not... They haven't mastered that yet. Um, but even the machine you have is pretty crazy, but it's yeah. the same machine they've been... Not the same machine they've been using for the last 20 years, but it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. It's But... 
I guess they figure out what needs to be done, and then it's just like this fixes it. So I'm, I'm sure eventually they'll be growing genetic kidneys off of the backs of mice and shit like that. Um, I'd sign up right away. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you I'll never know. Like de- de- depending on how long I'm on dialysis, I I maybe I'll get a genetically created kidney. Who knows where things will go? Where they just yeah. take your own body, your own DNA, and just make the kidney out of that? Who yeah. knows? It's uh, it's it's crazy how fast the advancements are moving in the in the medical field specifically with transplant and kidneys and everything because like for one thing they can change your blood type now blood type used to be this huge thing where if your blood type was rare you're it's going to be hard to find a kidney really now they just change your blood type really yeah so you don't even have to be matched no well they they basically like they would only do it for extreme situations but basically they just take out your blood and put new blood in and enough in, in weird enough doses that they just change, they physically change your blood type. Yeah. And then, like, the the big problem with me is that there's these, um, like, proteins and antibodies in my blood which are, which fight with everyone else's that they try to put in, and it's because I've had kidney transplants when they fuck up your immune system with the immune system suppressants, yeah. it makes it harder to find a match each time. And now that I've had two transplants, it's even harder. So that's why it's hard to find a match so for you, me. You don't have like a list of people that are like your blood no. type. They're just like, this is my go-to. They uh, pretty much, I can't even tell you how many people that I know that are that are the same blood type of me have gone in and tried. None of them are even close to a match. Yeah, because it's of, not just like the fucking numbers and letters no, on exactly. your blood. Yeah. They, everything else has to match. And yeah. they do these plasma treatments where they, they can fix the antibodies in your blood, but they have to be close enough to do that. And I haven't even found a match that's like close enough to even try that. And like to put it into perspective of how weird my immune system is, how stupid my immune system is, I am on the Canada-wide list instead of the provincial list because I'm a hard match to find. So basically, I'm at the top of a list. Whenever anybody dies, they check it to me first, and then they check it to the normal provincial list. And I've been on that list for four or five months. In the past four or five months, nobody in all of Canada that is a donor has died. That's a match. Wow. Yeah. See, when I, when I hear those stories about how hard it is for <laughs> some people to find a match, I'm just like, fuck, I was lucky. Seven months from diagnosis to t- kidney in my body functioning. Yeah. You like, get, that's quick. Yeah, you get lucky. That's a lucky turnaround. Quick turnaround. So, because yours was in high school, um, like, my, my whole high school experience was completely different gro- because I was sick, but I wasn't on dialysis, and it was something I kind of grew up with, so I was yeah. sort of used to it. Yours just sort of hit you yeah, at I, the age of 17 or 16, right? 16, 17. 16, yeah. Um, Transplant was seventeen. Yeah, how did it uh, affect your your day to day life at that time? Uh, I was pretty cool with it. The best I could it it did. It just hit me out of nowhere. I was literally like riding my bike one day. Uh, you should go get blood work done. Oh, you're gonna die. <laughs> you got to go to the hospital now. And then I was on dialysis within a week of that. I think. Hmm. So it just happened so quickly um, that I just I was pretty good at just living my life. And because the uh, workup went all well it didn't change much like we were doing that at the time we were making a lot of like jackass spoof videos and stuff and doing a lot of bmx videos and my intro for my part was me hooking up my my dialysis machine and i have like a mask on and stuff and i'm being all weird and the the camera pulls back and like my pants are off you can see my bare ass that's like (laughs) gonna be the start to my part in our uh, bmx movie so like i fucked around with it you said that was in around 2005 
Yeah. What we yeah, yeah, that checks out. That's around the jackass time. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that makes sense. To- totally. <laughs> we were we were trying to make our own BMX videos and jackass mm. videos, and that was kind of my thing. So I I just did that still. Like I remember a doctor telling me one time that I shouldn't ride BMX anymore because he thought I was gonna fall and hurt myself. And then a month before my transplant, I was riding, and I fell, and I smashed all my teeth out. Ugh. Like all of them. Ouch. Fucking, and they were so worried about infection and stuff in mm. your mouth. Like, yeah, that's one of the things they worry about. Right now, my mouth is terrible. My teeth are all rotting out and falling out, and I fucked my whole face up a month before my transplant. And they didn't want to do anything about it because they're so worried about infection going. Yeah, into when my transplant. when when you have a transplant, they tell you not to go to the dentist anymore because they don't even want a dentist like scraping no. in there if they nick you and. So, like, that was a big concern that I was going to fuck everything up. Yeah. Like, I was going to fuck up the whole transplant because I smashed my teeth in. Mm-hmm. So they did, like, a patch-up job on my teeth and just left them all mangled. And then I went into my kidney transplant with fucked up teeth. And then a year or two later, they, like, did braces and pulled them down and capped them all. And they won't – I'm missing a tooth completely, and they won't uh, drill into – do an implant yeah. because they're so concerned about infection still. That was part of the reason why they held off with my kidney transplant for so long is my, my mouth was a mess. And yeah. they had to do a bunch of dental surgery and stuff first and they waited till that was all done. See, I didn't want that to happen. Yeah. So we went with the we left my mouth alone and went with the transplant and it's been a struggle to get my mouth back. And like I I take care of my fucking teeth and mm-hmm. brush my teeth like a madman and they're still falling out because just you, your body just shuts certain. At things this point, up. you must be on low enough doses to, to be able to, have like not even dental surgery, but to. I've had some fix small it. dental surgeries, but they won't do an implant, and they they won't do certain things because of infection. And I think that's just I the way I look at it now is I check out of certain things in my health because my kidney works mm-hmm. you know like my yeah kidney, you take what you can right yeah my kidney works so fuck my mouth is going to be fucked up and my teeth are going to be falling out all the time and a lot of people make fun of that and that's fine and then like i have had this sinus infection for since my transplant and it just won't go away but it's like you take that with the fact that i got a kidney right? yeah i had a um uh, like a like a viral throat infection, like laryngitis yeah. or something like that, yeah. for about a year. Yes, yeah, like it just wouldn't go away. Little infections like that that usually a normal person would get over in like a couple weeks or whatever, they could stay with you for That's the years because sucks. our immune systems yep. are so suppressed that your body's like taking care of other things and mm-hmm. not worried about your fucking uh, little ailments. I was all. I'm I'm still bummed out about this. It's not not as uh, as bad, but uh, like I had braces growing up, yeah. and I had them for years. And my teeth, when they took them off, were perfect. And when you take braces off, they put the bars on the back of your teeth to kind of hold them in place afterwards. Right. And when I had my transplant, they had to take those off because they can't have like a foreign object in your body that can get infected. Right. And my teeth all split again, and now I have like yeah. big gaps between my teeth that I never had before. Yeah. And it, and and it was like. Like, I think my teeth are less straight now than they were before I had braces. Yeah. Yeah, like, I had a I had a lip piercing in high school because I was cool. I had to take that out. Yeah, everyone asked me about tattoos, too. Yeah, I was going to ask you about tattoos and where you stand on that because you obviously have a bunch. Yeah, I am. Um, I've gotten a few since my transplant, and everyone's always like, oh, you can't let them get infected. But I just go to really clean shops. Yeah. 
I uh, keep them very clean while they're healing. I got my first one in a basement. Okay. There you <laughs> yeah. But other than that. Uh, I, and I don't, I didn't do any tattoos immediately after. Like yeah. I waited like a good year and a half before I started tattooing again. And at that point, my, my drugs would have been in lower doses. And like I said, I just only go to, to shops I trust. Yeah, I go to my friends and mm-hmm. stuff that I trust. And it's just like, I, well, I'm not too worried. It's I have to be worried about infection, but I mean, like my body's pretty normal. I'm in a pretty good place right now. That's good. Not you. You're terrible. No, my life sucks. <laughs> we were well aware of this. I fucking suck. <laughs> like, this is just going to make me feel better about myself. Okay, good. Except That's... for all the emotional P- PTSD and stuff. Yeah. That I have uh, how did it, um, for happening at such a, a young age and so unexpected, like, how was your mental health with all that? How did you handle it? I'm a fucking crazy person. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm insane. Yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, mentally, I'm... I, I think w- the way I always look at it is because it happened so quickly, like you said, when I was 16, just came out of nowhere, happened. I had to put my life in check real quick, which may have hindered me now because I'm kind of frozen in the embodiment of a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am. I still, like, I all this shit happened in my life and then I was just like, okay, this is who I am. Now, you become who you are quicker, I think, when you're just like, well, I got to deal with staying alive now. So I'm not too concerned about who I am or what I like or what my interests are. This is the things that I like. This is who I am now. I'm going to worry about staying alive. That's more important than, uh, you know, a new pair of shoes. Yeah. (laughs) I, um, I always tried to not let it affect my life. I tried to keep doing what I wanted to do all the time. Like, I, I, obviously there's lots of things I haven't been able to accomplish because of it. Like, I don't want to I haven't wanted to live in Niagara for the last four years, five years, right. but I've been kind of stuck in this area. Yeah, because your hospitals. And yeah, stuff exactly. Here. Now you got the machine at your house, yeah. which is good. You can take that machine anywhere. Yeah, that was like the good thing. Even with my uh, with my peritoneal dialysis, it's much smaller. Much smaller. And the supply, you need probably about the same cabinet of supplies you got over there with mm-hmm. you, and then a couple of the big bags of. Baxter fluid, yeah, like they're big four liter bags. But I remember one time when I was on dialysis, we went like up to our cottage ice fishing because we did that every year, and I thought I was gonna miss out on it. We're like, no, we'll just take the machine up there, and I just did my dialysis there. That's for, amazing. Like a couple days. If I could do peritoneal, I would have, because that would be amazing. Like I can yeah, go away, no more than two nights. I like I have to be home. Within two see, nights. See, that's the thing is, I had to do it every night of the week, so, like seven days a week. Where you're doing it every other day or whatever, you yep. can take a day or two off yep. if you need, which is good. You just have to like get back on it. Mm-hmm. I had to do it every night, mm-hmm. or I would like start to drop. So it was. I took one night off in the seven months. I think I took huh. one. How night. did you feel the day after that? The day after I took that day off. Yeah. Uh, pretty shitty. I think. I think I felt shitty. Felt shitty a lot of the time, but. Uh, how I felt right after my first kidney transplant and my only kidney transplant was amazing. You actually feel better. Yeah. I was like, I I was blown away. Like I 
that I didn't know what good felt like. That was the big thing with me too, is that because I was sick from the time I was born, I literally didn't know what feeling good felt like. Me too, because mine had been deteriorating yeah. slowly since I was born. That was the only diagnosis they gave me was that they had been deteriorating since I was born. So I never knew what good felt like. I was just slowly getting worse mm-hmm. until I was sixteen. So the weeks after my kidney transplant, I was full of energy, almost too much, and I probably like went out and strained myself that's probably why my big nut happened uh but like i was just blown away with how good i felt yeah it's crazy and it's like the thing too is that the people that you know well the people that see you every day they notice too like changes in your color like my mom always like says she can she right after my transplant my eyes were like white for the first time yeah ever stuff like that your skin looks better yeah yeah Walking a little better. Yeah, it's crazy. That's good. That's cool. I'm uh, I'm glad to know that you're you're healthy now, though. I think I'm healthy now. You skipped your appointment, it, but you're probably fine. It still worries me, though. Like I get I get crazy anxiety every time I got to go to the clinic. Yeah, just because you don't want to hear that again. Well, you're failed, mm. <laughs> or they're failing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to hear that. And you've had to hear that. I've been lucky that I've yeah. got by every time, but I freak out every time I'm at clinic. Yeah, I, uh, not after the first time. After the first time, um, I don't know what happened. I think because it, it took so, like, it happened over about six months where it was failing and they couldn't figure out why. So it was kind of prepared when it did. But when I had the acute rejection and it happened immediately, yeah. I was like a wreck. And, yeah. like, that was my first experience with, uh, like an anxiety attack and, uh, severe, like, depression. And, like, it, it got, like, really bad for me right after that one failed yeah and uh i never want to do that again so if i get a kidney transplant again like my body is a temple (laughs) i'm on top of the drugs i'm going to the doctors every time they need me to be if i feel the slightest bit sick i'm going straight to the er like i'm deal i'm keeping this one yeah Yeah. you're going in swinging see yeah i I want to be like that now but i'm not like i I don't go to the doctor all the time I go to my clinic. I go to clinic and I get my kidney, make sure it's good. But yeah. like other parts of me are falling apart, I'm sure. That's the thing. I'm too, because I'm so used to being sick, I'm too proud to go to a doctor when I feel sick. Yeah, me too. And I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. I, f- I always feel like this. What's the point? And like sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm just <laughs> sick for other reasons and I'm just being a stubborn asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like your body just, it knows what it's checked out. Yeah. Like, you'll know when it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for, for coming on the first episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So oh, There was something else I wanted to say about dialysis. Okay. I can't think of it right it's now. It's gone? What? Is it gone? I think it might be gone. It's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, dialysis. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun. It's not fun, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it's keeping you alive. It's it's nice. It's it's a good thing. Uh, uh take care of your kidneys. I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully this didn't bomb everyone out. No, I feel like there's J- Jordan. Was it a bummer or was it interesting? There were bummer parts, but like really interesting parts too. So there were some of the bummer parts made it interesting. Okay, I'll take that. Um. Jordan, can I ask you how many things you've had in your urethra? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to only your finger. <laughs> if I don't know if the mic picked that up, but he said only Tyler's finger. Uh, 
<laughs> Jordan, I uh, I, I want to have you on eventually. Is there anything wrong with you that you can talk about? I have a rash that I've had for like four months. <laughs> you want to talk about? Can on you show us? Yeah. Can I see it? It looks like a cat scratch. Uh, oh, I see that. Have you been around any poison oak? No. You haven't been rolling around in the forest at all? I take my shirt off outside, so no. You don't? <laughs> when do you take your shirt off? <laughs> Never. That's my shameful question. <laughs> You're a t-shirt at the pool kind of guy. He's a t-shirt in the shower guy. <laughs> Uh, Jordan hosts a, a very funny podcast uh, about horror movies called Podcast the 13th. I, I've been on it, and I'm going to be on it again, I think, in the next little bit. So you can look forward to that. Uh, he also hosts uh, a weekly show at the Emerson in Hamilton, uh, Tuesdays. It's right near McMaster. It's a great show, great lineup. Yeah. Hosted with Mace Galani. Very funny person. Yeah, Jordan's a great guy. Let's just plug Jordan. Yeah, let's plug Jordan for a bit. <laughs> He's a very funny comedian. Performing in Niagara Falls tonight, but you missed it. Yeah, when's this thing go out? Um, that depends on how quickly it takes iTunes to accept it. Oh, it takes a couple days, I think, to do that, and then uh, once that goes through, then it'll be on iTunes and SoundCloud cool. and all that noise. I'll uh, I'll share it with all my kidney friends. Yeah, I don't have any. I have a weird. I have a lot of kidney friends. Really, I I feel like I haven't been involved in the community. Oh. I follow the Kidney Foundation on Twitter. Yeah. I don't when know I was if they a kid, like me very much. When I was a kid, I used to go to uh, a summer camp that uh, was strictly for kids that had problems with their kidneys. Yeah, see, I didn't do any of that. They tried. You were too old by the time it yeah, happened. Yeah, they either, tried right? to sway me over into sick kids. It was like they took me there and did like this weird like marketing campaign to yeah. get me to go there. I was like, I'd already done like half my work up at University yeah. Hospital. They're like trying to put the See, Make a Wish Foundation on me and shit. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I have nothing but good things to say about sick kids. Oh, I'm sure they're great. Because I spent so much time there as like a little kid. Yeah. And when you're a little kid, I liked being at the hospital more than I liked being at home. Oh, yeah. They take care of you. They got Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, they had better Nintendo. They had like a whole bunch of movies. Uh, there was kids around constantly. There was plays. Yeah. Like It was a good place to be when you're a sick little kid. So I have... The, oh, no. They do great things. Yeah, I'm not I, knocking I, sick kids. You know, I love they that just place. trying to sell me a bit. <laughs> you might have been a little too old. Yeah, I was like just scraping in, but it was like they needed me. Yeah. Like they wanted the number. <laughs> do you have anything to plug for you? Um, I don't know when this comes out, so I'm, I'm going to be at Yucky Yucks in Hamilton this Wednesday. The first, I'm going to be in Guelph on the 5th of in Guelph on the 5th of February at Jimmy Jazz, I think. Um, the 11th. Jordan as well is going to be on that show. <laughs> I think we're doing another show together on the 11th in uh, Cambridge at Monogram. Um, what other dates? I don't know. I uh, check out Whale Pranks on the YouTube. It's got a bunch of funny videos. What about the uh, the Steel Town Degenerates doc you've been working on? Uh, Steel Town Degenerates documentary is going into post production right now, cool. and we'll see how long that takes. But I went on tour with uh, Manola Santanos, Patrick Coppolino, and Mace Galoni, and myself and we documented the whole thing and it's going to be a funny stand-up comedy documentary coming out soon and i got a couple other film film projects on the go so always cool. stuff going on trying to stay alive uh stay off of the machines man it's good once you spend some time hooked up to a machine 
you don't yeah. want to go back to You really it. start to appreciate the freedom. Yeah. Like the year that I got my transplant was off dialysis, I traveled so much. Like yeah. I never made it like to Europe or anything, which is I, I really regret that I didn't leave the the continent. Yeah. But I still like I, I went out to San Diego, I spent some time in Florida, like did all the But just being able to be out and not be like, I gotta go home and hook up to my machine. Yeah. That's I can only what I go like it too. I called it my machine. Yeah, it's my machine is at home. And and I can't go anywhere for more than two nights. I have to be home. So yeah. it's like I go hook up to my machine. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see, I have some plugs. Uh, February 25th, I'm at the Seneca Queen Theater in Niagara Falls with Glenn Foster, part of his Canada 150 comedy tour. March 3rd, Showtime Comedy Entertainment for the local showcase competition. And you can catch me on Hits FM, Sunday afternoons, noon to 6. Hadra Hayes, Twitter on Instagram. What's your Twitter, Instagram handle, Tyler? Um, Ty Shazma, T-Y-S-H-A-Z-M-A. Jordan? On Instagram and Twitter. Jordan is genius on Twitter. All right. Follow Jordan Shear and Tyler Shazma. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. Yeah. Th- uh, huge thanks to uh, Tyler Shazma for being the first episode guest, taking the taking the bullet, and to uh, Jordan Shear for hanging out, uh, to you if you're listening, uh, Casey Shea for creating the uh, podcast logo for me, to doctors, nurses, amazing staff at St. Joe's Hospital in Hamilton and at the Niagara Falls dialysis and home hemo units yeah and big uh, shout out to all the doctors and nurses out there saving lives yeah you guys are the best nurses having to put up with dickheads like you and me getting boners in front of them all the time i fell over in a shower one time and nurse had to come in and save me and i was all tangled up in iv cords and my ass was hanging out and i was it's a sad place to be and i locked the door they had to break it in go right back to sponge baths after that yeah yeah so you did it on purpose because you wanted those sponge baths back, right? I love those sponge baths. You <laughs> yeah. get a nice 21-year-old nurse just out of nursing school that just wants to rub you down with a sponge. Wants to. <laughs> <laughs> While you weep. <laughs> and a uh, big thank you to, uh, what did I miss? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He didn't contribute. I'm just a fan of his work. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? So thanks, The Rock. This has been... Dialing in with Drew Hayes with our first episode guest, Tyler Shazma. Thank you.